0: Good morning. Today is Tuesday, January 10th, 2023. I want to share with you what I consider to be a very deep, relevant, and crucial lesson that comes from this week's Torah portion, the Parsh of Shmos, the beginning of the second book of the Torah. And the lesson I want to share comes in two parts. There is a long passage in our Parsha of Moshe at the burning bush. Moshe's pasturing his flock. A sheep goes off. He walks away and he sees a bush that's burning. And while he's looking at this, God calls to him from the midst of this burning bush. God says to him, Moshe, Moshe, Vayomer, and Moshe says, Hineni. Hineni means, Here I am. Normally, when a person says, Hineni, it means, Here I am, ready to do whatever you ask. God said to Avraham to offer your son, Avraham said, Hineni, I'm ready to do whatever you ask. Moshe here says, I'm ready to do whatever you ask. But this passage, and it's a long passage, is just bizarre. Let's review it very quickly, just the highlights. God says, God says to Moshe, I've seen the affliction and the persecution of the Jewish people in Egypt. And now the time has come. I want to send you to Paro. I want you to help take the Jewish people out of Egypt. Things are terrible. God says, I see their pain, their suffering, they're being beaten, they're being killed. Time has come. Moshe, you're the one to do it. Moshe Moshe says to God, Me ki who am I to go? What do you mean? You just said Moshe Hinaini. You said whatever you say, I'm gonna do. And now Moshe starts arguing with God. Who am I to go? So God says, Who are you to go? Vayomer. Ki imach. You're not going alone. I'm coming with you. Don't worry. Who are you to go? I'm coming with you. That's not an issue. Vayan Moshe. Moshe continues to protest Vayomer and he says, yaminuli." They won't believe me. Now this is another objection to Moshe going. Why should I go? They're not going to believe me. God says, we can take care of that problem. God shows him a miracle that he will perform, and then a second miracle that he will perform. And God says, I've given you two miracles that you can perform. And if for some reason they don't believe you when you perform the first one, then you'll do the second one, and for sure they'll believe you. So your objection that they're not going to believe you, I've taken care of that. God says. But still, Vayomer Moshe El Hashem. Moshe says to Hashem, Lo ish Dvarim I'm not a person of words. I'm not good speaker. I'm not the right person to speak these words. Another objection. Vayomer Hashem love. God says to him, Mi pel adam, who do you think gives the ability to speak to human beings? I'm the one that does it. If I'm telling you to go and to speak, you will have the ability to do what you need to do. Vayomer, Moshe says, Adonoi, Hashem, please God, Shlach na Send the person that you need to send. Don't send me. Rashi says that Moshe was arguing with God for seven days. This conversation went back and forth. Seven days. Moshe is one stubborn man. Because finally, after all of this, Vayichar af Hashem Moshe God gets angry at Moshe and says, I'm not asking anymore. I'm telling you, go to Paro. But I, I just, I have to say, as I learn through this long extended passage, even I'm getting losing my patience with Moshe. Enough already. Hashem says to go. Hashem says he's going to take care of it. Hashem says every objection you have, he's going to overcome. So go, listen to God. All right. It's just it's just it's bizarre. It's surreal. Let's ask two fundamental questions from Rabbi JJ Schachter. Number 1. Where is Moshe's reverence of God? How do you do that? How do you refuse God? God says I want you to do something and you say no. You give an excuse, you give another excuse. He says they won't listen, God says they will listen. How how do you contradict God? If God says they'll listen, how do you say they're not going to listen? I can't talk. No, God says you can talk. How do you speak to God like this? It's, It's just, it's an incredible scene. Here's Moshe, our greatest leader of all time. This is how you talk to God. You contradict, you argue, you, you, you reject what God says. God forbid. And question number two. Where is, God's, where is Moshe's compassion for his fellow Jew? Moshe knows what's happening to the Jews in Egypt. They're being beaten. They're being killed. How can he not rush to help them? Moshe was in Midian where he met his wife and he was working for his father-in-law with the flocks. For 60 years he was there. 60 years. And every day he worried about the persecution of the Jews back in Egypt. How can he argue, as Rashi says, for seven days, an entire week? How many Jews were beaten during those seven days, were killed during those seven days? How callous can Moshe be not to run back immediately? There's an opportunity to save the Jewish people. Run to help them when they're in such danger and such difficulty. Two very, very difficult questions about this whole narrative. Rabbi J.J. Schachter suggests we have to listen very carefully to Moshe's last objection after seven days of arguing with God, the last words that Moshe says, Vayomer, God, Moshe says to God, Be Hashem, please God, Shlach na biad tishlach. Send the one you will send. What does that mean? What do those words mean? Don't send me, but send the one you will send. Rashi says, Moshe means to say, choose Aharon. Aharon is better than I am. He is more able to accomplish this. Don't choose me. Choose my brother Aharon. Okay, that's what Rashi says. Pirkei de Rabbi Eliezer, which is one of the Midrashic sources that we have, says, what Moshe was saying to God, God, don't send me, send Eliyahu Hanavi, the prophet Elijah. Eliyahu Hanavi? Eliyahu, the prophet Elijah? What does that mean? So listen, please, to how Rabbi Yosek Salvechik explains this. Moshe was a prophet, right? He knew what was going to happen. He knew that if he would be sent and he would take the Jews out of Egypt, and they would go into Israel, but they would only be there for a certain amount of time. There would be a first temple, but it would be destroyed. There would be a second temple, and they would be destroyed. And each time it was destroyed, there would be an exile. So what Moshe is saying to God is, if you send me, I'll be able to take the Jews out of Egypt, and I'll be able to get them to Israel, but it won't be permanent. The first base of Middash is going to be destroyed and you, God, you're going to send the Jewish people into exile. And the second base of Middash is going to be destroyed and you're going to send them into an even longer exile. That's the exile we are still in today. Moshe says to God, please, don't send me. Send Eliyahu. Send Elijah the prophet who will usher in the Messianic era now. Send the one who can create permanent freedom for the Jewish people. Permanent redemption now, not 3,000 years later. We're still waiting for it. But now. Moshe wasn't arguing with God because he didn't want to go. He was arguing because he loved the Jews so much He only wanted what he felt was best for the Jewish people, to save them. And this, his love for Jews, gave him the strength to have what I would refer to as holy chutzpah, to argue with God, to say no to God, send someone who is better, who will do not a temporary job, but a permanent fixing of this situation. And this puts the whole scene in a different light. It puts our understanding of Moshe in a completely different light. It is a transformation in how we understand Moshe. Because that's real leadership. There's someone better. There's someone who can provide more help, longer lasting help than what I can provide. Don't choose me. Choose the one who's better for the people. That's the first part of this lesson. But God said that's not how I want to do it. I want you. And what God is saying to Moshe is one day I will send Eliyahu Hanavi. One day the Messianic era will be ushered in. Now I'm sending you. I'm not ready for Eliyahu to come. I'm not ready for the world to have this ultimate redemption. It will come in time when I decide. But God says, now I'm sending you. And here is the lesson that God is teaching Moshe about leadership and a lesson that every one of us needs to learn. Geula, redemption, ultimate triumph, is a process. It starts and then it stops. It gets sidetracked. There are obstacles. There are failures along the way. God would not provide and does not provide redemption in one fell swoop. It just doesn't happen. A number of years ago, a group of us from Adath were on a mission to Israel. And we had an appointment to visit with and to listen to the great, unique Rabbi Shlomo Riskin. It happened that because of our touring, we were late getting to him, and he had to leave to go to another appointment. And so we only had a few minutes together. So what happened was Rabbi Riskin came onto our bus. And he spoke to us from the front of the bus. And it was mesmerizing. You see the greatness of a a person when they can speak under less than ideal circumstances. And it was so moving. It was so amazing what he said in just a few minutes. Here's one little piece of what he said. The Talmud tells us that the Mashiach will come, the Messiah will arrive riding on a donkey. Rabbi Riskin said to us, Why would Mashiach come on a donkey? Why not a Volvo? Why not a helicopter? Why would Mashiach come on a donkey? And he said to us, The way a donkey works, a donkey goes and then stops goes forward, and then goes backward a little bit. Ultimately, it reaches its goal, but the donkey does not go in a straight line. Mashiach will come on a donkey because in spite of the setbacks and in spite of the sidetracking, Israel moves forward towards redemption, but it's not a straight line. And it's not smooth. John Ortberg said, leadership is the art of disappointing people at a rate they can stand. If you want to be a leader, a prerequisite for leadership, you have to be honest with your people. Drastic change does not happen overnight. It's a process. And people that you lead must understand that or else they will despair at the first setback. Winston Churchill famously said, Success is the ability to go from one failure to another with no loss of enthusiasm. Moshe's first overture to Paro was a failure, as we see in this week's Torah portion. By the end of the Torah portion, after Moshe and Aaron go to Paro for the first time, things get worse, not better. But it's a process. Every Shabbos, we say in the synagogue, Tfilalim Dinah, the prayer for the state of Israel. And we refer to Israel today as reishis smichas ku'ula senu. It's not the redemption yet. It's not even the beginning of the redemption. It's the beginning of the sprouting of the redemption. The classic phrase that's used to describe this is Tahalich hagu'ullah, the process of redemption, doesn't happen in a moment. It happens over time, gradually, piece by piece, in a zigzag but forward motion. This is the story of the Jewish people, and every leader must know this. And this is the story of every single one of us in our personal lives. Every one of us. We want to be further along than we are at whatever age we are in achieving our goals. We want to be stronger, deeper, our finances, every area of our life. I wish that I was better at prayer. I wish that I learned Torah more. I wish I spent more time with my family. I'll confess to you something. (laughs) I don't care for birthdays. I mean, other people's birthdays I love but I don't like my birthday. I don't, I don't like celebrating my birthday. Because that's what I think about. Here I am, another year, I should have been here, but I'm not. I should have been doing this and I'm not. I think of all the things that I should have done that I haven't done. We question ourselves. We beat up on ourselves. We should have been there already. We should have done this already. We should have learned this already. But that's not how redemption works. Don't beat up on yourself. (laughs) I need to say that to myself. Don't beat up on yourself. You're working hard. You're doing your best. That's redemption. Nationally and personally. For each of us halich haguula. It's a process. Moshe had to learn that. And every one of us must learn that from this week's Torah portion. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. And I look forward to seeing you soon in person.